Hi guys, thanks for tuning in today. Today we're gonna hang out with wonderful actor, Lucas Gage. You know him from Tagged, American Vandal, On My Block, and numerous other shows that have not even aired yet. I love working with this guy. He is dedicated, he's determined, he's focused, and he's pretty powerful in his choices, which you know that's what I'm all about as an acting coach. And so we're here to talk and let's help you get inspired with your uh, career as well. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I love working with you. Oh, thank you, honey. I love working with you too. <laughs> okay, well, you know what I want to talk about today is the importance of the table read. Okay. Because a lot of actors don't know that when you get called, when you get a job, and the process of getting job is a, is a whole big thing, but when you get to the table read, the importance of really, if it's a comedy, you better nail your comic moments. If it's a drama, you better nail your secrets and your sexuality and your do dominance and determination. So let's talk about um, your first table read. Or let's, what, has anything bad ever happened? Have you been one of those actors that have gotten fired from a table read? Has that occurred? Has that happened? Because guess what? That happens to a lot of people. Yes, I've been fired from a table read. Great way to start the podcast. I have yes. been fired. And it was all because of eating crudite. What? Yeah. What happened? I got a little too confident. Uh -huh. And I thought since I already booked the part that the part was mine, I didn't have to worry when that is not the case. So when it was my scene coming up, I was in the middle of eating crudite and missed my cue mm. in front of the whole studio and all the producers and everyone at the table. And guess what they don't do? They don't say, hey, can we try it again? Can you stay focused? Can you make this adjustment? They just secretly talk behind your back and then you're fired. Yes. Did that happen? Yes, I think so. <laughs> Did you get the call at the end of the day? Did you get the call right then? What happened? I got the call about... 30 minutes after the table read. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how did you, as you know, that, that probably hurts the ego a little bit to get fired from something because anybody in the world, if you get fired, it just like crushes your heart just a little bit. But in life, you have to re-surge up mm -hmm. and attack it again. So what did you do? Did you learn from it? Did you, did you, you know, um, you know, beat yourself up about it? How did you re-resurrect yourself from that experience? No, I think I didn't beat myself up and and I was younger at the time and maybe now would, I would beat myself up more, but I think I either turned it into I can A, give up or I could make this into a ferocious determination to get a better job that's going to show them what a mistake they made, that they, okay, yeah, you know? Okay, good. So you became more, um, more what? Aggressive? More, well, you know, like I like to say courteously aggressive. Um, more determined. Mm -hmm. more, more determined, yeah. More determined, more... I think that you can turn any failure into just trying to a prove success. someone wrong. I get kind of competitive and I use that you failure You know what? I'm a competitive me. person too and competitive is good in a healthy way. Yeah. If you're competitive with yourself to, to push forward, there is nothing wrong with it. Right. So tell us about American Vandal. Was American that fun? Vandal was that great? Was so much fun. Yes, tell so us. So much fun. Even the auditioning process was one of the most fun I've ever had auditioning. There was improv, there was just tell us your life story, make a scene up about a girlfriend and a dog, and I had to go off of that. Oh, that's great. It was great. And the casting director is my favorite in town. Her name is Wendy O'Brien. Ooh, I love Wendy. We love Wendy O'Brien. Oh, special shout out. <laughs> Sorry, I love her. She Just the minute I walk into that office every single time, I know it's gonna be fun. 
You know what? Let me just segue right there because casting directors do not get a, as much praise as they really are so deserving to get from actors. When you see award shows, people always forget to, for, to thank the casting director and what you've done just now to thank her is very special because... I do a shout out to casting directors who work so hard mm -hmm. to find the right actor for the role um, and to thank them is very, very, very important. Of course. I wouldn't be on the show without her. So great. Yeah. So what did you like about being on the show? The amount of freedom that we got on the show. I mean, it was structured and it was scripted, but we were always encouraged to be creative and and use our own personality that I think got us each role. I mean, I auditioned for the lead at first for um, Dylan Maxwell, which Jimmy Tatro got the role, which he deserved it, and he did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. And when I saw him at the, at the final test, I even thought he was the guy. Mm -hmm. But because they kept bringing me back for different people, they, they found a spot for me that fit better, I think. Great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't, if you were, you know, actually, if you held a grudge when you got on set, guess what happened? You'd be fired again. Of course. <laughs> it wouldn't have fed you. I think mo it's weird. A lot of parts that I get are, are not the ones that I originally auditioned for. I think probably 75% of the parts I have are not the ones I originally went for. Do you feel like in the, in the characters that you do, it's always the essence of yourself and the, and the imaginary circumstances? Yeah. Do you, do you always pull from yourself? I do. I, Listen to actors saying stuff like I transformed and I lost myself in that character. And I personally, not to say that's wrong, I don't know their process, but I've never experienced that. I always find that it's a version of myself that I'm finding of myself in, in these circumstances. But there are other actors who just don't even use themselves. Yeah. And to me, I don't really understand that because your soul, the energy of who you are, feeds your emotional choices. Yeah. So it has to be an essence of yourself. For me and the way I teach. For me, yeah. Me and for too. you too. That's why we work well together. Yes. Let's talk about nerves. Because you've, you've been on a lot of shows. Have you ever had an audition where your nerves kicked in and you sort of had that mental blackout and you're like, what is going on right now? Your voice. What happens to you? Because sometimes people's hands get shaky. Sometimes people go into that tunnel mm -hmm. and you can't see or hear anything. What happens to you and has it happened to you? Oh yeah, it's happened to me a lot. And I think I just realized that if I'm nervous, it's because I'm excited and I don't like it if I'm not nervous. Right. It probably means that I'm not excited to go in for the role. And I think as long as you realize that it's not about you. But what happens when it's happening in that moment in the room? Then I just, I do something like I either scratch myself to get myself back in my body or feel my feet on the floor or I notice that when I'm nervous and I'm shaking, it's usually because I'm wanting to be seen instead of seeing them. Mm. So I'm reminding myself, let's look at the reader's eye color. Let's see what shirt they're wearing. You're worrying too much about... When you're watching yourself, that's when the nerves kick in. That is 100% true. Because yeah. then you're not busy telling the story. Mm -hmm. You're thinking about what other people are thinking about you. Right. And at the end of the day, it is about storytelling. Yeah. And if you're telling that clear-cut story with a beginning, middle, and end, then the nerves can't cut, can't, you know get in there so when it does happen so you scratch yourself yeah. you breathe you do a little laugh do you make a self-deprecating comment have you ever not taken care of yourself and just froze the audition and you know I try not human, to free, so. yeah I think it happens still um, you still have those mistakes but I I try not to freeze I don't I try to get through it or I'll, I'll internally repeat what the line that the the reader gave me that kind of helps me just like 
deep in my listening and Mm -hmm. ground it. Um, But I think it happens. It's like a job. Sometimes you're going to be really good at it and other days you're going to be really bad. And that's just... So you're easy on yourself. So you don't beat yourself up, which causes you to be vulnerable. Yeah. My biggest belief is that vulnerability is the key to power. So if you're vulnerable, don't beat yourself up. You stay present and open Mm -hmm. and accessible. Yeah. Then I think that feeds into your also your charm. Yeah. That's so charming about you. Thank you. Lucas. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think the mistakes can be sometimes the best part of an audition. Sometimes you can make them really amazing, and it really shows you. It shows how that do you're you do human. that though? People out there that want to, other actors want to know want how to know. do you do that? Because these actors listening are like, yes, I froze. I didn't take care of myself, and I ruined that audition. How? Give us three things that you do right now. I'm putting okay. you on the spot. I think. For example, I'll give one that comes to mind. I remember I was so frozen and nervous for a test that they asked me my name and the character's name, and I forgot my own name and the character's name. And I was, but I laughed it off, and I think that was the thing that got me the job. How easily can you make a mistake, and how quickly can you let it go and move on? Beautiful. That is the one thing that I think matters. No one cares if you mess up a line. No one cares if you say milk instead of cheese or whatever. It doesn't matter. I've never lost a job for messing up a line. A hundred percent. It's how you deal with it. If your body tenses, then you can't finish telling it and then you've lost it. But if you laugh, I think that's one of the best things. Yeah, laughing. Tell us about a test deal. What happens in that room? It's really scary. Uh, <laughs> um, but a lot of actors don't know. So you have the process, you have the first call, you yeah. have the second call, you have a possibly a third call, and then you have a test. Yeah. Usually you start with the pre-read and then go to the producers, and then from the producers you go to the studio, to the network, and um, basically you talk about how much money you would make before mm-hmm. going in. Mm-hmm. And but then your team deals with that. Yes. Team deals with that's that. That's not the scary part. The scary part no. is going into the room. So what's the room like that's different? I mean, it is different, but it isn't different at the same time. Okay. You're, you know, maybe the size is different. Right, the size. There's usually a lot more people. A lot more people, but again, I think if you go into the same way you go into a pre-read or a second read back where there's one or two people, if you're, if you're not going in there, because you're not going to get validation in that room. Mm-hmm. You're just not. Even if you get the part, they're not going to show it. They're not going to laugh usually, even if it's really funny. They're going to give you nothing. So if you go in there the same way that you would go in for a regular audition and knowing that the validation and feeling like you did your job is going to come from you and not from them, mm-hmm. then I think you're fine. Do you start with a, um, a full opening moment before you start just to feel grounded and understand the circumstances at hand? Is, yeah. is, is that where you keep the most confidence, the way you start? Yeah. Or have you felt like you've started and you're not in your thoughts and then it leaves you wobbly and then you grab on in the middle of it? Or do you ever ask to do it again? I try not to ask to do it again. Mm-hmm. I try to grab on if I feel myself checking out. But mm-hmm. I feel I do start with the first couple of uh, moments. Thoughts, yeah. Thoughts checking in. And I think a good tip to give all actors is Try not to start with dialogue whenever possible, even if you do have the first line. A thought or a behavior. A thought or behavior goes a long way. So try not to just jump to dialogue. Because if the lines, it's not about the lines. It's never about the lines. Never. Okay. Um, what is, I have a question, the gutsiest thing you've ever done to get a role? 
If it is, I mean, even if you've had that experience. Yeah. Have you done something? Oh my God, yeah. Okay, tell us. When I first started auditioning, I I forget who said it. I think it was Steve Martin who said, like, do something so they can't forget you. Yes. Um, something he did that, say that. Some, I don't know if that's the exact quote, but something yes. like that. So I went into every audition, not to say that this is the right thing to do now, <laughs> but I tried to make an impression and do something crazy just for the sake of you're going to remember who I am. So for this movie called Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Um, Sounds interesting. It is very interesting. <laughs> I went in there and I had a monologue about losing my virginity and I jumped on the table. Whoa. Yeah. I went full on. And I, I said something about... I, I, I remember showing my my nipples. Am I allowed to say this on my podcast? Is that okay? Okay. I think we can all handle okay. it. Okay. Yeah. As long um, as you're not showing them to me right now. No. I'll, I'll keep them down for today. But I... But not I, sexual harassment. No, no. We don't do that. Okay. But... Um, yeah, I jumped on the table with the director and I got the part. Yeah. Well, actually, I got the... So now let me just interject one thing. I want to say that's extreme. Yeah. And will not necessarily work for a lot of people. It happened to be that right moment for you because the boundaries in that room, you could do crazy things to deposit yourself, but I think touching other people's personal items, Mm -hmm. that's really, really, um, it's kind of boundaryless, but it's risky. Yeah. So I don't necessarily say when they hear this to do that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. And I think it was honestly motivated by the character too. Like he yes. was so determined to lose his virginity that it was, I was jumping on the table to to get them Impress to- Impress upon them. Yes, to listen to me. Like you need to understand how important this night is. So it basically it. came out of the, the life of the character organically. Yes, it has to, I think. It, yeah. it can't just be to be crazy or right. do something because they'll feel that. And mm-hmm. I've done that before and they can tell it's BS. So you did that, but you became gutsiest thing, but secondary. Is there anything that you've done gutsy, like they didn't want to see you in for a role? Oh, yes, did you yes, email someone? Yes, did you call someone? Yes. What did you do? So for this movie coming out soon called Assassination Nation, Okay. Um, I read for it, got called back, didn't get the part. There was another part in it I knew in the script. The director was already in New Orleans. I emailed him, got his email, said... I need to be in this movie. It's my favorite script I've ever read. He said, if you can meet me tomorrow, you can audition. There's people auditioning for this role, blah, 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 blah. I flew out that night on a red eye. Wow. Met with him. He made the role bigger and gave me the part. Incredible. Otherwise, that never would have happened. Never would have happened. I love it. Yeah. Who is one of your favorite actors and or actress? That I've worked with or just... Mm -hmm. Well, in that movie... A young lady named Odessa Young is probably the most talented actress of her. Why do you with. say that? She's eighteen or nineteen, and I forget which, but she's from Australia. She's the most prepared actress I've ever met in my life. I remember the table read. We were in the hotel, at seven a.m. on the floor of a hotel, t- going over the table read. She's the number one on the call sheet. The star of the movie had the whole entire movie completely memorized. Mm. I mean, I didn't even have the three or four scenes that I had off completely off book, and she had the whole Stepping movie completely off book. So you were impressed book. by her um, preparation. Yeah, yeah. Fierceness. Yeah, and her vulnerability when we did scenes and the way that she. Every single time it was different. Mm-hmm. Every single time it was new, and she was listening, and she allowed herself to be affected by moment to moment, moment to moment, every single time. 
How do you see your career coming, for, you know, unfolding? Yeah. Do you have a path that you've, that you've written out for yourself? Do you just want to go with the flow? Do you, do you see yourself emulating somebody? What is it for you? I think I want to go with the flow. Mm -hmm. I think the more I try to have a plan and the more I try to cause tension, I'm saying I have to do this, Mm -hmm. I have to do that, the less likely it is to happen. So you just want to keep your artistic freedom. Yeah. Television, film, all of it. I mean, I'd say, yeah, of course, like I want to, I want to emulate careers like Jake Gyllenhaal where he does every single kind of genre well. And he, you know, he went from being like this, the love interest Mm -hmm. to being this brutal deep character actor and I want to do that and he does stage and he does film I don't think he does TV but maybe he'll do TV soon because it's <laughs> not a Meryl bad Street market is. and Meryl Streep is doing <laughs> Big Little Lies favorite show last year that's right um, okay so word of advice last thing we're going to do for new actors who are just starting give mm-hmm. them some words of advice to get started what they need to do just to help guide them I hear people say this to me and I and I resisted it for a long time but to make your own stuff I think that everything meaning on meaning on YouTube on Vimeo on any kind of digital format everyone's doing it and people I know friends personally who have gotten jobs and big big things from their videos online So if you do a video online yeah. so who how do you get it to be seen Do you have any advice about that I mean, I think it's a process, and I think it takes a long time for it to actually... Circulate? Yeah, to actually pay off. But if it's good quality content, people are going to watch it, and just word of mouth. Okay, so creating your own content. Creating your own content. um, I think working on yourself is as equally as important as getting into a class. I mean, you can't... I feel like I did all these classes at first, and I had all the tools... But I was so self-conscious and I had so much fear and I was so ungrounded that it didn't matter. I had to work on myself before any of the tools I learned from my great teachers would actually pay off. And one other thing. One other thing. Um, Be a good person and get a good group of friends. I love that. Let's end on that note. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Sherry's the best. Bye.